Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name's Helen Webster. I'm with the lovely Sandra Scott and our guest today is the very interesting Vic Rogers. Fantastic. Thank you, Vic. And as you can see, we are on location, not just any location though. So as Sandra and I walked in, we had to sign our lives away. We're not allowed to say anything, not allowed to speak. We weren't allowed to look. We had to look at the floor as we walked in. Dead exciting. And we'll find out why it's so yeah. exciting. Um, in a bit, won't we? Indeed. And you've been given a hat already. And I've been given a hat as well, which is really good because my hair is all sticking out, so that's even better. So thank you, Vic. You wear it well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you. they've given us all manner of donuts and treats, and we're on diets, so we're human. So we're on sparkling <laughs> water, although there is a feast over on the table. Over there, there is. Um, so, yeah, so as we go on, shout out to the kids. Any little people who've done amazing things this week? San, you yeah, yeah, definitely. People. I'm going to give a shout They're not that little, really, 14 and 15. I'm going to give a shout out to Artem and Stas, who had to come over from Ukraine on their own, on a coach. I don't, I know. And the families came separately. And I've been working with them through the Big Help Project and teaching them English super fast on a voluntary basis. Uh, do two sessions of an hour and a half each week and they are hammering it trying to get ready for school and college for september and we are hammering it and they study at home they're just amazing really lovely lovely young people well done so them. there we go well done. Vic, any little people that you want to shout out to i'm similar in terms of it not being such little people but i was lucky enough to be at anfield the other day doing a big job fair oh yeah and to see those 15 16 year olds who are coming out of school and trying to then get to the point where they've got a job and I'm just yeah. thinking about that transition is massive yeah but you know bless them dressed up to the nines oh, the oh, lovely. look oh. you in the eye ask you whether or not they could come and be a games test I was like you know big shout out to them it's a big brave world and they've been big and brave and got out there so you know well, but we'll say more about the games tester thing because it's a dream job for a lot of people but we'll talk be talking about that after when yeah, we yeah definitely well. yeah yeah well done um i'm going to shout out to every little person who's off school and there's loads of <laughs> there's loads of holiday clubs mm -hmm. and you know kids are going to all these holiday clubs and they're going on adventures and school's out school's out for the summer yeah mm -hmm. and the adventures that they're going on is unbelievable and they're all getting fed, um, which is part of why they're doing it, is to get, you know, they have breakfast, they have snacks, they have lunch, but they do dead cool stuff as well. So well done to all the little people not staying in bed. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Success for you personally this week, something personal that's happened to you that's been a massive success. Oh, um, go with, don't go Vic. with me, Because <laughs> we have yeah. You're saying like massive. Yeah. Okay. It could be very little. Very little. All right. Um, on a personal level, I managed to find a little Roman brooch because I go metal detector at the weekend. So that was like a little woohoo moment. And on a work level, uh, in the last few days, we've managed to welcome another 37 people here, which is awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Hang on a minute. Where did you go? Where did you go metal detecting? So I live in Derbyshire in the Peak District. <gasps> and I got into metal detecting last October. So I go out beep, 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 beep. A Roman What's brooch. the best thing that you found? A Roman brooch. It was actually... <laughs> you know, that's cool, but I bet you found something else. It was a Roman buckle, I think, was great. And I was lucky enough to be with my dad a few weeks ago when he found a coin from 1175 as well, a silver little coin, and that was pretty cool. That's so, unbelievable. Yeah. What do you do? Map out a patch of land and think we'll go there. This is where there was a battle. Knock on the door of the farm and say, can I come and do some metal detecting and hope that they say yes. Yeah. That's amazing. And is it like finders keepers? You have to go into an agreement that says if it's of any value, you'll split it 50-50. And then if it's over 300 years old and actually made of precious metal, you have to report it as well. And then can you keep it? Sometimes uh, it's classed as treasure and they may want it. So there's something else I've found that okay. museum's quite interested in. But I won't Hello, Sotheby's. God, we're just like bees. But from that kind of thing to the ridiculous, from the sublime to the ridiculous, I equally found a little button. And when I researched about it, it was a gorgeous chap. And he was around in the 1700s and he set up a shop in Sheffield. What the hell's going on in Derbyshire? That's just so you can read all about this guy and this great big shop that he ran in Sheffield, all these buttons, and that he was famous for falling asleep while he was selling buttons, all from this little tiny button. And oh, he might have been a narcoleptic. Exactly. He might have been a and he was just sleeping. He's the chap that sells buttons and falls asleep. That's what he was doing. So, yeah. I used to live in Sheffield. Did you never? Did you find a button? I never found a button. No. no did you have a metal detector? No. <laughs> lots of drunk. Fosters and Sons of Sheffield. Wow. That's great big How interesting! How cool is that? So cool. That's a, uh, um, what success yeah. have you had this? We so, can't let you go now. Yeah, no, so I've yeah, I didn't find anything of immense no. value or historical interest. I had an absolutely brilliant, brilliant success because 
you know i joined the battler and went to yes. the um the battle course for newbies and they were so kind and very patient with me and the course was great and then I was struggling a little bit to attend all the rehearsals and then my elbow decided to grow a jellyfish on the mm -hmm. end and I ended up in the walking centre from the drumming, whatever. And it took five weeks to calm down. So I missed all those rehearsals. So I didn't feel able to join the parade. Anyway, the people are so kind. And they messaged me and they said, look, there's a lady who's quite poorly, but she, it's, she really wants to partake. She's in a wheelchair. Would you be able to push it? So I said 100%. So I was able to join this parade and I can't tell you how brilliant it was, the Basilica. And we started off by Abercrombie Square, went along by the cathedral, um, down here, Harman Street, Lisey Street, into Bold Street, all the way down Church Street and then to Williamson Square. And it was like two hours nearly. It was the most enjoyable thing. But I, even though I had earplugs, I literally had tinnitus for two days. <laughs> My son said, I think you've done permanent damage. It was absolutely brilliant. I just love it. And there were like over 70. Yeah. Um, I've seen the videos drummers. and the photographs. Oh, it was like one of the, cool. Yeah, but they're all so high energy, a lot of the people who do it, because they went on and there was like an after party and everything. And loads of them were drumming on the stage at one o'clock in the morning and everything. So it was, I was just so happy. So that was a big, big, that was on my bucket list, that. So I'm made up, I've done that. Yeah, really cool. Um, so I haven't, I haven't really <laughs> thought about because I was that excited coming to sign an NDA. I haven't really done any prep for the show, which is not good. That's all right. I'm trying to think of what's happened this week to me. Um, I think going to the gym and getting myself back on track i think is my massive success brilliant to so being prepped and, and ready and yeah investing in myself and taking that leap to, to start me fantastic again. so Good. yeah so, yeah, so that's probably me yeah but sometimes you have great successes and i say i made a good curry so you know win-win. Right. <laughs> yeah. made an amazing salad yeah. with no mayo yesterday i think your Human. success is brilliant. i think yours is the best i think that's, that's the best definitely. success we've ever had yeah yeah that's quite a big one yeah yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic okay now we play this or that so sandra will ask me and vic i will ask vic and sandra um, are you going first or am I going first? I'll go first if you like. Okay, is that all right? So, board game or game console? Oh, I forgot, sorry. Board game or game console? That's different from yours. There's only one answer. Go on. So it has to be a game console, doesn't it? Okay, so a lot of our, not everyone knows what you do here yet, so we're going to find out in a minute. But, okay. Good question. Um, board game for me okay what about you well it's board games for me but for one reason alone if i play games in 500 languages <laughs> no, i'm addicted to them straight away mm. so i can't play those games so for example in the late 90s i was very or in mid 90s i was poorly um one time and someone lent us a games thing whatever it was and um I played a game, I think it was Sonic the Hedgehog, for eight hours <laughs> and all day when I was off work. And I thought, right, I've got an issue there. So if I do anything like that, I'm a, so I don't put games on my phone or anything because I'm just addicted to them straight away. I remember so doing I that with Harry Potter them. and going to bed and sleeping and Harry Potter things were flying all over the <laughs> I, I couldn't switch off. But when you play Scrabble, that doesn't happen. You're I not sat there Scrabble. eight hours yeah, yeah, yeah. So your board game of choice is... Oh, so, so, so we, we can't. So oh. my question, which Sandra had a peep on before, Sorry. but that's okay. Sorry. Um, Monopoly or Cluedo Vic? I actually quite like Cluedo because of the characters. Yeah, Monopoly is a lot of money. Isn't yeah. It? What about you, Sam? Um, Monopoly because Cluedo takes four minutes. It's so frustrating. You just think, why is someone bought that? It? It's for an eight-year-old. It's just really, you just just dead easy to box off. I don't understand it, who they made it. You have it to be like a CSI to play it. It's dead easy. It takes, I just I remember playing it as a kid and thinking, why, really? It oh, just, it's dead easy. Maybe you haven't played it properly. <laughs> she was cheating. It's yeah. easy, there's just a process. So you have to put the cards in, in, in the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to pay It's dead easy. Yeah, <laughs> Monopoly. With the yeah. Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Monopoly. Um, so I used to cheat at Monopoly. Like I, I bet you did. And I used to get like hundreds that. and put them under my chair and pretend I'd save oh them for God. a rainy day. And then our Stuart, my brother, used to like go and then he'd be like somewhere and he'd say, Yeah, you've only got like two pounds. I go, ha, ha, save this for a rainy day. And I was like, what? And he never got on to us. Barbara, 
was Helen disciplined as a child? <laughs> <laughs> she was stashing the cash. Yeah, me and me and my cousin used to stash the cash. Yeah, no, no. Stuart just another clue. Never mind. Um, no, I'd go Cluedo. I used to love Cluedo, and I'd like to play real life Cluedo. Dude, mm. without a real victim. <laughs> without a, without a real victim. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, go on, Sam, number two. Okay. Donuts <laughs> or cookies? Just off camera, there's loads of donuts and cookies. Mm. And so tonight I have eaten cookies and I think I always will. Um, I think for me it would be custard donuts. That's very, That's specific. very specific. Yeah. Okay. So I'd quite say donuts, but I'd say biscuits, but. There is a company, and they're in England now, called Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons, a Canadian company, who make the best donuts in the world. Tim Hortons donuts are, are fantastic. Yeah, no, no, I can't eat them. Gluten free, please. Yeah, I'm gluten free, so I don't even eat them. But I absolutely used to love them as a kid. They're just are the best. But are they really? And hot they like chocolate. memories? Of... No, no, no. They had them down in London, oh, okay. and I went. Oh, they're just gorgeous. Not Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons. Yeah, yeah, no, there are other donut people. Not just Greg's. Yeah, there are other donut manufacturers in the world, obviously. <laughs> so okay. Men in black or Top Gun? <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about men in black. Um, gosh, you really told me that. So mm. here's the story. I went under the Mersey the other day through the tunnel. And I was saying to someone, I've just had my men in black moment because I went through a tunnel mm -hmm. and then realized it was made in 1997 and no one knew what I was talking about. <laughs> so I'm oh. going to put that in that box there because number one has to be Top Gun. I was very lucky that as a kid I applied uh, for a competition and I won a VHS copy of Top Gun. And that was like a proper movie, yeah. a proper VHS yeah. thing. Yeah. And it was played and played. Did and played you wear it out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Top Gun is like up there. Have yeah. you seen the new one? Not oh, yet. It's amazing. I, I cried four I'd times. like to see it. Yeah. I cried four times. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. Right. Top Gun for me, 100%. A, Tom Cruise. Not so keen now, but was when I was young. Okay. Obsessed when I was young. And aircraft. And he says, I feel the need the need for speed, which is the ultimate movie. And line. he says it again. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Wah! Exactly. <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, so Top Gun, definitely. Yeah. I'm going to go Top Gun a bit like the Man in Black series, really. Yeah. So okay. Top Gun hands, wins. Mm -hmm. hands on. Go yeah. on, Okay, so when we were talking the other day, you travel a bit in your job. So here we go. Here's a loaded question. Merseyside or Bedfordshire because you're between the two. You're not allowed. Why? You're not allowed. That's like, what's your favourite child? So we have two studios, one in Bedfordshire, one here in the middle of Liverpool, oh. and they are both super great. And I don't live in either. Oh. So I get to be a Does Bedfordshire both. have a UNESCO World Heritage Site or City of Music and an amazing <laughs> waterfront? It has a golf course and fountains and other oh. glorious things. So yes. when, um, when I did my training initially with Monarch Airlines, Monarch's base was in Luton, and we had to go in the swimming pool and go on an inflatable raft. And I can say this now because I'm such a bad swimmer, so I'm so you have to be able to swim two lengths, which clearly I can't do. Is that and, a team building thing? Yeah. No, you're training. In case of an emergency down. ditching in Japan, an aircraft ditched into water, everyone survived because they were all like that and impeccable. So then our government said, Well, you can do that too, as if everyone like that. <laughs> so um, so we had to go and they had hoses on you and everything. So I jumped in and inflated my life jacket. You were meant to inflate it when you jumped in. Well, clearly I did it and I thought well if I get sacked I get sacked I was only on the course so I jumped in and um and off I went so I'm sure all the cabin crew now all over the world can swim properly and no one else would ever think to do this and I jumped in the pool and everything and I said oh I'm so sorry do you want me to do it again they went no it's all right Sandra that was it <laughs> Ka -ching, Ka -ching. here's my little job right. yeah well there done. we go I forgot what the question was my answer's Merseyside. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm not going to give you a tricky one. A hovercraft or a parachute? I think it was in. How does your brain work? Wow. Okay. No, it's more organised than mine. It's going to be a parachute because you're going to get a really different perspective and probably have a little bit more adrenaline buzzing at the point where you're. Jumping out of an airplane. I'd love to jump out of a plane, but my left leg wouldn't let me. 
Yeah. But it just yeah. stay in the plane. It would just be like, okay. And yeah. um, so for me, I always wanted to wing walk, you know, on the air. That was why that. when I was I young, I don't now. When I, when I was young, <laughs> yeah, because I'm that old. Yeah, when I was young, and loads of the girls did used to wing walk, but there's like certain height restrictions and things on a certain aircraft. Yeah, so I always wanted to do that. Um, and then I aged, <laughs> and and now I don't wish to do any such thing. Um. But hovercrafts, I've been on hovercrafts, hovercrafts. Would you like to go on the little tiny ones? I think it was... Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. With a, like, yeah, with yeah. A I've been water skiing, believe it or not, and everything, yeah. And when I was young, I was quite adventurous and stuff like that, and it was sort of came later yeah. in life, all the ridiculous phobias. But well, you're off that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd go, that was great. I'd love to do a parachute jump. Mm-hmm. No. Um, which I think would be ace. But I'm terrified of heights. So I might do it to challenge myself. And yeah. have a breakdown. Yeah, I might just do that. I might just do that. That could be my challenge for next year. Um, but yeah, half a craft. One of them okay. little tiny ones. Okay, so we've spoke for ages now. Mm -hmm. um, and now we need to introduce Vic. And I'm just going to flip this to comments so that we can read yeah, everything. Yeah, I thought I have a pop one then. Apologies. Um, okay. Yeah. So Vic works for Universally Speaking. Where we are. Yeah, yeah. We're live on um, location. Sandra and I in are in the sign. <laughs> an NDA, didn't we? We had to follow the grey road. Yeah, we weren't, allowed, we to weren't allowed to look left or right. And I'm going to let Sandra introduce Vic. Okay, so our fabulous and really interesting guest today is Vic Rogers from Universally Speaking. And Vic's got a really interesting job and she's charged with all manner of exciting things that we're going to talk about throughout the programme. And um also, as we move on, you've you've got a lot of job opportunities in the area, but we'll speak about those shortly. So, um, welcome to the show, Vic, and we'd love to hear about your journey, what you do here, and how you came to be here. Excellent. So, thank you for having me. It's fab, and and it's fun, and we're sat in the dark a little bit, which yeah, is that's all right. Secret squirrel. So, in terms of what I do, the first thing most people notice is they go, "Oh, you've got Pac-Man around your neck." No, I did right. that as soon as the clock that when I walked in. Right. And so that's my in to say that actually, then I work in the video game sector, and then I have to qualify and go, "But I don't make video games. What I do is I'm lucky enough to be the chief people officer, which mm -hmm. means that I find people that will then come work for Universally Speaking." Yeah, And what we do as a business is we do the testing of video games before they're released. And we also do what's called the localization of games. So perhaps a game has been developed over in the Far East and they're trying to market it around the world. Mm -hmm. And so our job is to make sure that it has been translated into the right language. Yeah, But also that we're checking that as you play it, it's culturally relevant as well and that things yeah, make makes sense, sense in different parts oh. of the world. So we will test a game mm -hmm. and often there are things in the initial stages of games that need to be fixed Yeah, and that's called finding bugs. Mm -hmm. And so we find the bugs and then we write down what the bug is that we found. Let's say a character stops moving as the car goes by. So we'll say the character stops moving and then some clever people recode it and then hopefully the bug disappears. So this must be like the dream job in the world for so many people to work in, isn't it? It's like a job you you get a lot of young people go, I want to be a games tester, I want to work on games, and you think, oh well, that's not going to happen. But actually, it is happening, isn't it? And because it's in Liverpool as well, exactly, and it's happening at scale. I think that's what's yeah. important as well. So. You know, for some people, they will think and fantasize about creating their own games. Yeah. And that's a marvelous thing. And there are really creative individuals who have stories in their head. Yeah. You've also got real techie people who can actually do the coding and create the game and yeah. make it appear on the screen. And then for some people, just being, as you say, being able to just play games and yeah. play games that nobody else on the planet has seen yet and being able to then say, I help fix that game. Yeah. Or, as I think I was telling you, we've got people here with multiple languages yeah. who say that as a kid back in Brazil, they'd play a game and the game didn't make sense to them. Yeah. And so when they arrive here in the Liverpool studio and you say, why are you working here? They're saying, because I want the kids back in Brazil to be able to access the game and make it make sense to them. And I think that's a huge thing when you talk that's about amazing. It's not just, oh, I like playing games. It's like, I actually want to make it accessible yeah. to people. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. So when there's a, a bug in the game yes. and our techie people, they find it, um, is that changed here or does it go back to the developers? Or, or the... 
actual a job. I don't yeah. know what we're talking about. Exactly that. So then we write in real clear, crisp English exactly what has gone wrong, what mm -hmm. happened, where did it happen, to what character, and you're absolutely right. That then gets sent off to the client, and that client could be somewhere else on the planet. Mm -hmm. Hence, it's got to be clear, mm -hmm. simple sentences yeah. because then their developers, their coders are going to mm -hmm. try and fix it. And then it comes back to us. And you're not allowed to tell us who your clients are, are you? We've got to keep all of that top secret. Secret squirrel stuff. And there, well, we yeah. don't even know. But I think so we don't know what the games are. Yeah. We don't know who makes them. We don't know anything. We just know it's dead cool. But we do know that they are some of the biggest titles on the planet. Wow. And that we're very lucky to have multiple projects here. And as well as the big, what we call AAA games, the big games, you've also got independent mobile games as well. So... There's a real range and spread. And I think that's what excites people working here is mm -hmm. it's not like you're just coming to do one title. You'll yes. actually get to see different projects and different sorts so of games. When Sorry. did you arrive we've in both, Liverpool? We've both got loads of questions for you. Go on. <laughs> when did you arrive in Liverpool? Not you personally. You're talking about you yeah. personally or when did you universally speak? Yes. Okay. So in terms of that paint still drying, uh, okay. this, this building opened 10 weeks ago. And uh, so we opened up the studio in Liverpool 10 weeks ago. University speaking has been going for 16 years yeah. right. in Bedfordshire. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying with which the golf is my course. first child. With the golf course mm -hmm. and the fountain. Yes, exactly. No liver building. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go you have that. <laughs> um, and so in terms of that success story of university speaking, it's done tremendously well in a yeah. single site. Coming to Liverpool, though, was really important with regards to the games pedigree and heritage that the okay. city has you've also got a very multicultural city so yeah we've got which we love yeah, yeah the sort of native speaking yeah. languages that we need because we do do work in 32 different languages wow so being able to come here and get the games passion mm -hmm. the multicultural aspect and also i think there's just at scale a lot of forgive me but young people looking yeah, yeah. for that first job yeah yeah 100%. and they're not always clear what they want to do in life and yeah. they're given a chance as well and if they go actually i quite like playing games i'd rather yeah. just do that all day it's like we'll play games and get paid to do it and we do get a lot of people who come here to study actually they might go to university and do a degree in english or and they're from another country you know that that's quite popular and things and then they might stay here or whatever well, they've, they've come in, they've been here a while, they, they came, they liked it, and they've remained here. We've got people like that, you know. Your statistics mm -hmm. absolutely show that. So when we were deciding what which location, we analysed different cities. Yeah. And one of the big metrics is, do people not just yeah. come here, but do they then, as in come here to study, but do they stay here? Actually, and this city keeps people, yeah, more which is a good thing. Can we ask what other cities we no. were up against? No. no. Okay. You can have a little guess. More people we're more cool. stay here after uni than any other city in the country. That's that's fact. It's very well known for that. Um, and it's nice, isn't it? They like the vibe. They like how it is and everything. So that's really cool. Um, and it doesn't matter who was up against us because we want, just like we're going to win for the Eurovision Song Contest as yeah. well. Fingers and toes crossed. Oh, I'm obsessed. So, so I'm Eurovision obsessed. is like Sanders, like, it's like yeah. Christmas. Okay. <laughs> like more than Christmas. Uh, I'll have to do a bit of study. Mm. It's unbelievable. I'm more books fierce. I think that's the So what? So you've got a lot of vacancies at the minute, haven't you? That you'd like to fill for games testers, but there's some criteria, isn't there? So you have had some people who just speak English who work here, and are those vacancies all filled at the moment? No, we no. have a great big shopping list, and okay. I always then because we go to a lot of uh, job fairs and meetings. Yeah. And in terms of what we need, we need, one, people that are passionate about games. Okay. I love the fact that you said that you stopped playing Sonic the Hedgehog because you found yourself playing for eight games. Eight, eight hours, eight hours yeah. Because yeah. one of the first things I ask people is, how long do you spend playing a game? And then we get into the realm of, and is that an unhealthy amount? Yeah. <laughs> because this passion for games means you really do get quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're really good, it means you're probably going to be mm. a good tester. So, one, qualification. Do you love games and do you play them probably an unhealthily large amount? Okay. Number one is the criteria. Mm -hmm. Number two, can you spot when things are wrong? So have you got attention to detail? Ah, okay. And then number three, 
can you write a clean, simple sentence to explain what's gone wrong? So I don't need war and peace. I don't yeah. need to be Bill Shakespeare. You can just write a simple sentence. And we even teach people how to write clear, simple sentences. In English. So these are the English-speaking games testers, what okay. we call functional testing, functional okay. quality assurance, FQA. So they are just testing, testing games and doing the bugs. That's a big group of jobs that we've still got okay. available. Is the there an age range for... People to be able to work here or at the moment i need them to be 18 and above okay. and i've got a full spread of ages out there which is yeah, right which is in cool. terms of they're representing the yeah. end users aren't they course, yeah that's course, what's yeah. important so one strand is that english speaking games tester yeah. no previous experience passion for games oh imagine that as a job how made up would you be for a young person to have that in Liverpool? you'd be delighted and it do, and there's somebody who's responsible for bringing those people in it's just awesome yeah for some people it truly is that they've never been able to find where they fit in life yeah the, yeah they don't they like the here. job maybe yeah you know quite a lot of you know sort of quite a lot of gamers um because the game you know, they spend on headsets and they spend, you know, they're yeah. quite isolated. Whereas here, you know, they can be, they're still playing the game, but then they've got that community, haven't they? And they all understand each other and they all understand the yeah. language of how techie people speak to each other and, and games. It is a bit of a tribe. It's definitely a community. Mm. And again, just acknowledging, like you say, different types. A lot of people who are very introverted, a lot of people who might be on the spectrum. And yeah. I always say we're all on a spectrum and some yes. of us have a super strength. But actually, when they come and do something that they're passionate about, yeah, they just feel at ease and they're yeah. able to contribute. And, um, and yeah. usually excel, excel exactly. in that area as well. Okay, so, so that's one strand yeah. of okay. my my jobs. Then I've got lots of those, and then the other one are the people that are going to come and do that localization piece. Yeah, so they're going to be able to play the game. Yeah, but also then to check that actually it's been translated correctly, and also like we said. Are there culturally sensitive things that we need to think yeah. about as we market it into a different territory? Of so would they be playing the game in their own language? Or is it yeah, and then yeah, and then we see whether then, or not things make sense, or sometimes yeah. they might be given it in the English version, and then their job is to make sure that it's translated into the native speaking, whether yeah. that be Spanish, Croatian, Thai, etc. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking for an awful lot of different languages at the moment, is that right? Yeah, so we often talk about the figs, French, mm. Italian, German, Spanish, and at the moment, like at this afternoon, I've been trying to find Korean, so I've been gemming up on my K-pop, because I'm trying to find uh, communities yeah. of people who uh, speak Korean. Uh, I think tonight somewhere in a pub called the Red Lion Tavern, there's a German group that are meeting and I'm mm. maybe going to join them at 10 o'clock tonight. So I'm always looking out for communities in Liverpool that speak different languages. Okay, so if any of the guys who watch or listen to us, if they know about any of these communities, if they could message us, let us know or put it in the comments. Okay, because um, there's lots of groups we have where people practice their language skills who are English or native English people who are learning a foreign language or from one group learning another. You don't want that. You need people who it's their native language, isn't it? It's their first language, if you like. Exactly so they might have lived abroad, they might have bilingual parents, whatever, um, or they've moved here from another country. Ideally, if they live here, they visit their own country frequently, yeah? So, 100%. Okay. And one of the things that we also say is, are they keeping in touch with that language? Because yeah. the language moves at the speed of yeah. sound, really. Isn't it? It's so. always changing. And I always say, is it is it fella? Is it blow, bro? Is it chap? Is it, you know, it's evolving. Yeah. Yeah. And so staying close to how that language is evolving because games are fresh and they are of now. And so actually you're able to be a good localization person, a good translation yeah. if you're in tune with how speak, people speak and today rather than how you were taught grammar at school 20 years ago. Of course, yeah. and appropriate for the game as well. So I could say to you, oh, he's quite a nice chap, isn't he, that guy? Well, in a game, for an 18-year-old, he's quite a nice chap. <laughs> that would just be ridiculous, you know, and it, it's just reflecting, you it's know. relevant. Yeah, exactly, and, and the type of game as well. So how did you get into the gaming world? <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Uh, by a funny route, I would say. So back in the day when I was something at school, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to be. Uh, I grew up in Lincolnshire, and so my only reference points were farms and school, and uh, that was about it. There wasn't a lot else going on. 
So I went off to uni, came up to Preston and studied at the University of Central Lancashire. And I still didn't know what I wanted to be, but I ended up getting into teaching. And then from teaching, I did quite well. I was teaching English um, to a lot of boys, uh, 11 to 18 year olds, getting them off to university, setting up rock and roll bands and doing things like that. And uh, I thought, right. You worked in the music industry, didn't you, as well? Then, I yeah. ended up going to the BBC for- Did you? Yeah, well, she's had sort of, sort of interesting career. So I'm doing this teaching thing and I'm thinking, what else do I want to do? Yeah. I'll go work in media. So yeah. I ran away to the circus that was BBC Radio 4, and I was a production assistant and researcher there for a while. Um, and then I got a phone call from the love of my life, and he said, shall we move to Germany? I've just got a job. So like you do when you're young, you go, yeah. So I just disappeared <laughs> oh, off to Germany. Gosh. Uh, and I ended up teaching business people um, English in Germany. Came back to the UK, got into market research, and I was part of one of the first ever online market research focus groups. That's what oh. we did. And it seems laughable now because we've got the camera and yeah. we've got sound. Yeah. But back in the day, um, this is the year 2000, you would get a group of people in a chat room. You would show them the latest design from Nike or BMW. And they were in Australia and Germany. Go, what do you think of this? And then you'd have to wait for everyone to type and go, I don't like the color and I wow. don't like yeah. this thing. So that was a real eye-opener because that got me into thinking about brands and how mm -hmm. people look at marketing and brands. And then from that, I moved to a really large brand management company, and they are called Pentland. And I went to help the HR director, and they are Speedo, Lacoste, Ted Baker, mm -hmm. so all these big fashion, sports, and outdoor brands. And there I set up a thing called the Design Pool, and this was about getting young designers into all of these brands, but getting designers who perhaps hadn't followed the traditional route. Mm -hmm. So they hadn't gone to university oh, and okay. Central St. Martins yeah. and all that. Yeah. I was hiring sort of uh, graffiti artists or I was okay. hiring people who were designing trains and going, oh, you've designed a train, like a locomotive, a train. Could you actually design a trainer? Mm -hmm. So it was doing things like that. The design pool still exists today. I'm, I'm really oh, quite, brilliant. quite proud good. of that. Yeah, quite a yeah, hundred people have gone through that. And then from there, I was asked to talk, I think it was by Creative England, about how mm -hmm. are you getting these designers and where are you finding them? And I was on a stage talking and I finished this talk. And at the end of it, I connected with somebody and he at the time was working on the dragons for Harry Potter as part of visual this effects. Is so cool, honestly. <laughs> And they mm -hmm. kind did of did you go on the Harry Potter set? Oh, I did this. Oh, <laughs> oh, go on. It's okay. <laughs> so they said, "Okay, you've been doing this kind of HR people thing, and we think that a lot of people that do HR are quite scary, mm -hmm. and you're not so scary, and we need some help because they were an organisation that were doing great stuff mm -hmm. like Harry Potter, but they really had an ambition to get bigger, and they were called Double Negative DNEG." And they are one of the biggest companies on the planet now doing visual effects. So that was quite a while ago now. I was doing that. It was a very exciting thing. So when you say about yeah. games, that visual effects uh, area is very similar to games. So you're mm. creating things and, mm -hmm. and putting them on computers. And through that work, I helped the company grow. And I could see a big gap between what we in industry needed in the digital creative sector and what colleges and schools were teaching. Mm -hmm. And so I was part of a report that was written for the government called the Next Gen Skills Report. And from that, we said that there were some things that needed to change. Mm -hmm. So you needed to see more STEAM, you know, your STEM and your yeah, arts. Yeah, you needed to yeah. see more of that blending. We needed to see um, younger people at an earlier age getting into coding. So you may have yeah, got coding clubs. And then as part of that, uh, we also said that we think that industry could create new apprenticeships and new pathways. Mm -hmm. So from that, I then uh, got some help and I wrote a plan to set up what's called the Next Gen Skills Academy. Mm -hmm. And we did exactly that. I managed to get 100 companies together Brilliant. from across the UK. So some big names like Sony PlayStation, Channel mm -hmm. 4 Games, uh, Pinewood Studios, about 100 companies, big and little. And yeah, we set that up and we have been able to provide apprenticeship routes and other pathways for people to get into the sector. From that, I went back to what I call my day job, which mm -hmm. is 
the crudest versions, higher fire and everything in between. That's yeah. a bit of what HR does. Hang on a minute. Go on, hello. Did you do Emma Watson's P45? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, no. That's quite a random <laughs> question. No, no, darling. Yeah, no, so, so we were, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, we were doing the visual effects, not the, oh, tal not the talent, darling. Not the HR. The okay. So, that, yeah, that was on the other side. So we're doing the computer-generated imagery. But good question. All right. Okay. So from that Next Gen Skills Academy, setting up new pathways for people to get into the creative digital arts which in uh, and business, which included video games. So right. some of the people that we were then um, creating apprenticeships for were video games. Mm -hmm. From that, I then worked for... Um, MacArthur Glen, and you might yeah. know them as yeah. Cheshire Oaks, if you want to bar yeah. they've, they've opened a few, haven't they? It's just a yeah, few, yeah. yeah. A few, yeah so time. I worked for them. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you were very good. good we customer. did. We went to Wagamama. We did. That's the first time. First Wagamama. Not, yeah. How exotic. Wagamama in Canada. <laughs> no, I used to get this. They have them in the States, don't they? I used to go in the States. So you've got these out-of-town designer outlets, and that's what I did for a while. And then from there, I ended up uh, down the road in Manchester, and I worked again mm. for a big brand agency. So they have got things like Umbro, the football people, yeah. and Lee Cooper, the jeans people. Yeah. From that, I then went to AO, Let's Go, the oh, electrical yeah. yes. online retailers based mm -hmm. in Bolton. Big shout out to anyone up there in Bolton. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from AO, Let's Go to video games here wow. and mm. in Bedfordshire. And I think there's something about as we were saying earlier, the nature of what we're doing is mm -hmm. quite good fun. Mm. The type of people you get to hang around yeah. with, it okay. really fills your heart because actually Definitely. they're doing something they are absolutely in love with. Yeah. And I always say that this is like your gateway to a career. It Very really much is. so. And, and a part of that, sorry, I'm just going to grab this thing here because part of what we were talking about, people and things like this. So on the table when we came in was this. So for the people who are listening on the podcast, I've got a glass full of different flights. Yeah. Um, so we've got um, now you the pride, all of the colours of, of, and basically each flag represents a different um, diversity, isn't it? Yeah, and an identity. And an identity. Inclusion. And so that was part of Pride Month, the month of June. And a lot of people celebrated Pride this last weekend as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, we had the big Pride. And it's about, you know, you, for me, you look at, you know, lots of people say, oh, little geeky people in, you know, in the bedroom and they're isolated and this and the other. And But when you walk in, so we weren't allowed to look. We've done this as we've walked in. But you can feel a dead cool vibe in the building. Oh, yeah. And hopefully a lot of love. Yeah. But, it, but it's like, you Generally know, warm. we just sort of walked in and, you know, it was just, it was, it was a nice warm feeling. It wasn't a, a stuffy office. It's a cool place to be. And everybody fits in and there'll be a place for everybody won't there um well, that's we the whole thing just, just come as you are like yeah. really just be yourself and as i say for some people trying to conform to work has been a barrier for them whereas we're going you don't need to change yourself profoundly you just mm -hmm. need to be able to come and do a damn good job yeah okay so are there any specific languages out of that group you're after or is it just everyone generally that's why I'm doing my K-pop, okay. darling. I need, I need Korean, I need yeah. Thai, I need German, I need French, uh, Croatian, uh, Greece, uh, Greek, uh, mm. Indonesian Bahasa. If you know any of those, I'd love a few of those. Wow. Mm -hmm. So yes, we have everything on our website. Um, so every every day, we're hopefully making sure we're mm -hmm. touching base with more and more people. As I say, tonight, I think I'm going to a pub and joining a load of Germans somewhere. So um, just to you probably have, and this might sound ridiculous, That's but right. I'm just checking. Have you approached like job centers locally? And yeah. The, I mean, they're the obvious things I know, but there are people who move there and people from abroad. That's the first place they think they'd want to go to, like a one stop shop type place. So the jobs are being advertised locally. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So last week was the big, big fair at Anfield, yeah. which was phenomenal. And that's where I saw those student school leavers. Oh. It was amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. On, I want to say, Thursday last week, we were at Birkenhead Job Centre. And we, again, mm -hmm. had, I think, 60 people come through there. So wow. that was awesome. Okay. Tomorrow, we're at Liverpool University because there is a refugee uh, job fair that we're going to. 
And on Thursday, we're at Duke Street at the Job Centre there as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So over the next, I want to say in the next six weeks, we've got something like 16 different events that we're doing both here in Liverpool and down in Bedfordshire as well. So where are you at the university tomorrow? Whereabouts is it? I knew you were going to ask me Is it in the, um, is it Montford Hall? No, Is it Liverpool or John Moore? No, it's Liverpool and Mm -hmm. they've got a special building and i haven't got the details we'll, 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 we'll find it we'll find it so if somebody is. okay so it's all right Tomorrow's we're, we're going to share it all you see we're going to share all of this on the page for people who want so it. how many people work here now we have got 537 and if you'd wow. asked me that on monday it was 528 so wow. we've had nine people arrive in the last 48 hours which is great unbelievable and, and the working hours are Different, aren't they? They're quite cool, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah, they're quite cool. So you're either an early bird or you're yeah. a night owl. That's how I see it. So we start at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. And there's a shift that goes through till 3.30. Yeah. Then we have a shift that is 3.30 in the afternoon till 11.30 at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we do the real night owls, Ooh. and that's 5 o'clock through, through till 1 a.m. 5 p.m. till 1 till 1 a.m. So this lot, the lot that started at 3.30 that we have in their dinner, lunch, whatever you want to call yeah. it, at about 9 o'clock tonight. So, yeah. So do you have, like, a canteen on site or...? Yeah, we can go sit on a beanbag later if you want. Oh, that, oh. Because that's our canteen. Oh, we get oh, we'll also have a play. You're allowed, you're allowed oh. to look at that bit. Yeah, oh. we can go sit. Oh, let's do that. Uh, this is so cool. Wow. That's great. It is a cool vibe, though, isn't it? And just such a great, a great opportunity. For I think people. we were talking about um, before we came on in. You were talking about um, you know the people from Brazil who were coming mm. and, and changing. But I wanted to tell them the little story that you told us about that they didn't know there was such a character. Oh, that uh, yeah. And I, you know, HR, they're cold people. This, that, and they. No, I'm a big fat softy. Yeah. So yes, when we had the first group that came in ten weeks ago when we were opening. And it was mm. gorgeous because you've got the international groups of people yeah. from all around the world. And I'm doing this whole thing of, come you are, because you're from Japan. Oh, yeah. And they talk yeah. about Japan and where they come from. And then I asked them always, why do you do this? And there was uh, one lady and she was explaining that she'd grown up playing this game, grown up playing this game in South Carolina. Yeah. And as far as she was concerned, she didn't even know there was a princess and it's only as she got to be an adult and she understood languages and that it actually it was this princess. And so yeah. in terms of a purpose, her purpose was, I don't want anyone to not understand the game. And yeah. so I was welling up thinking, I'd, gosh, oh, you I'd about to do don't blink. I'd be like that. Because <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's yeah. perfect. It's not about the money. It's not it's about actually you're going to let the the next generation mm. of young girls yeah. identify that there is a hero princess in this yeah. game. It's like, rock on. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people think everyone speaks English. They absolutely do not. Um, mm. And it's nice for them to play the games in their own language as well. You know, when you were saying before about making sure it makes sense, yeah. you can't just translate something word for word. It doesn't work at all. It's not a machine. You know, it, yeah. it just doesn't work. Otherwise, you could use Google for everything. It, it just doesn't work. I always give examples like, um, you know, paper jam and a photocopier. This company, they printed out all these leaflets all over the world and it literally said um like paper marmalade type of idea <laughs> not you know and, and there's a lot of that goes on you know in, lost in translation yeah and like yep. spirits for drinks they put phantoms and ghosts and <laughs> you know you, you just can't use that software it, it needs to be right especially when the the expense that's going into games and things like that you know yeah otherwise it's jarring isn't it and then, then it's yeah. becoming a, a problem yeah are you allowed to tell us your favourite game? Oh, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask you that. You yeah. Took the words right out of I know. Yeah. Mouth. Well, I think one of them is around my neck. I know. I didn't know. Yeah. That was the first thing. Because because Pac-Man then is about being at the seaside. It's about arcade games. Yeah. And yeah. this is where I'm showing my age and my generation. And then from that, the one I always tell people is that it'd be 1994. I think I am in Preston at University of Central Lancashire, and there is a game called Doom. And we are playing it on the computer and it's scaring the so-and-sos out yeah. of us. Oh. And if you look at it now, you go, 
and it was a load of really? pixels <laughs> yeah. at the time with the lights off. Terrifying. Yeah. My favourite game was Grog's Revenge. Grog, um, was it Grog's Revenge on the Commodore 64? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wrong. I loved oh. it. Oh, I thought it was. I was. Mine was on the ZX Spectrum. And you And you sat up on the tape recorder next week. And you get to load in 89%, and then somebody would press something on the button. Oh. Yeah, yeah there were loads of cool stuff like that. And then when my son was young, um, Crash Bandicoot, which yeah. I really Phil liked. stayed up for about three weeks <laughs> playing Crash Bandicoot with his son Jack because they didn't have a memory card, you know, to save it. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Crash Bandicoot is like, yeah, when it, when it, when it came with the, so that's their, like, that's their game. So basically the games are here before they go out. So the people who work here, they know what's coming on the scene, but they can't say anything, can they? It's top secret. Loose lips sink ships, mm, yes. Yeah. And so what do they have to do when they first come in? Because we walked past a room and we went like this. Yeah, it's so there. exciting. Yeah, so um, the floor uh, in the studio, the bit that's through that wall there, is completely... Which is soundproofed. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's completely clean of anything that could record or share or connect oh. to the outside world. So it really is sort of safe, unlocked, so that all of these games that we're lucky mm -hmm. enough that our clients trust us to be able to look after them, it pretty much stays solid, locked in a room. And to the point then that as employees come in to start their shift, they yeah. have lockers and they have to put all their bags, their cameras, everything phones etc yeah all of it gets locked away and only then can they come through the door and that protects them as well doesn't it you know in case 100 oh, yeah. yeah you and can say no we and this... sign everything yeah. to say mm. they are not and even in this building you've got different rooms for different games because if you're oh, working well. on one game you you, it's you not don't your need job to see, to see somebody yeah. else's oh, game yeah. yeah and that's so exciting so did they work on one game or did they can they have a little choose? So some of our projects go on for quite a long time and what mm -hmm. you can become is quite expert in that game or in that franchise. Yeah. And so your knowledge of that game is really yeah. valuable. Um, so for some people, they might be on something for several months. Oh, wow. For other people, we might have games that come in and they're here just for a few days. So we may have somebody here, I want to say, that's done. So we've been open 10 weeks. So some people in this building have worked on two games so far in that 10-week period. Wow. Imagine, Imagine though, right? Well, well, you know what you do? You'd just be like that, wouldn't you? And then you go to your mates when it gets released and you'd say, should we play this? And, <laughs> it, and you'd be like, Whoa. The bit I like is that on a lot of games, obviously, it's about customization. They can make yeah. it how they want. Yeah. And so when you walk around, and I know you couldn't look up and you couldn't look at people, but there really is a variety of different people out there. But what you see then on the screen is that they modify the characters into their creation. Yeah. So I just walk around and went, okay, that's great. I like the hair <laughs> on like that one. Yeah. In the game. Okay, like, this is all part of testing it. Like, can I modify yeah. this? Can I? Um, make it customizable so it's really cool they're pushing yeah. the boundaries yeah, of the exactly. game to make it more yeah. relevant to them it's so interesting are we allowed to say where the building's located or not 100 percent, yes okay uh, so we are two minutes from liverpool line street we are in the old lewis's department store which is awesome in terms of accessibility yeah so you've yeah. got people who literally walk to work 10 minutes yeah of course you've got people yeah. that are coming in through the trains and the buses when they're running yeah, yeah. and the other day uh, a chap that comes in and he does a 15 mile bike ride you know, wow, good for you good, that's brilliant it? so he can cycle in on his bike so, and you yeah. get them scooters as well can't you yeah Scooting. Yeah, I don't think we've got any scooter people coming in. But yeah, no, they could if they wanted to. So no, it's really they accessible. just lashed it round the corner for someone to have to swerve. <laughs> well, no, it's cool. It's it's and yeah. it, and the actual decor and vibe of, no, it's of, of this. Yeah, you know, the you know, the the lifts and everything. The, the decor and vibe of the building is amazing. It's a dead cool. It's such a fresh in twenty twenty two, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it was really welcome, and you know, the staff really oh, we welcomed us. Good. No, no, no. everybody and welcomed us. Um, it was lovely. Well, we were greeted with donuts and all kinds yeah. of things. And it's good to get into something at the start as well. It's come to the city, so maybe in the future there'll be opportunities. Um, I didn't realise you had so many staff there, over 500, and, and recruiting, 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 more and more and more. Yeah, I think what you've brilliant. just said there is part of the appeal for me as well. Yeah. In yeah. terms of the journey of this company, Yeah. you know, we are in rapid growth. But mm. what's exciting is that as we expand, clearly we mature and we scale. 
and yeah. therefore yeah. if you've come in early you could be part of that maturing so if we think about careers and opportunities yeah, yeah, you can yeah. grow with the business well i used to years ago when i finished i went to uni to do languages as a mature student and i carried on studying and i got a job with the us airways which is now american airlines and it used to be in silk house court and a lot of people who started then sort of went up and went into more senior positions and things like that. So I think it's, it's cool. cool because years ago when I was sort of like younger, apprenticeships, you were either a hairdresser or a plumber. Mm. And yeah. now the apprentice opportunities are unbelievable. I mean, we've got an apprentice, you know, Emma's our apprentice, and he's doing amazing. Um, but to, to be able to have a, an apprenticeship in gaming yeah. or, you know, tech and... Um, you would never ever have thought of that and as you were saying before it's the stepping into the world of work where you get a little bit of experience you've got to turn up you've got to do this yeah. you know but you're still in your comfort zone because you're doing something cool yeah and then the other opportunities and you look at your career from you know starting here and going all the way yeah what all the different, things, different things, things but you've still got that sort of like hr brand underneath but you've just done it for dead cool people haven't you yeah and so, i think the common theme is about helping people to reach their potential so it doesn't matter what sector i've been involved mm -hmm. in it's all about actually do people and the business get to reach their potential well that's a really cool thing to be part of. okay so say someone's listening or watching or what have you or they catch it up later on youtube etc or linkedin and they think oh my nephew built for that or my niece or my daughter my granddaughter whatever or i would like to do this how do they get in touch with you guys i mean they can message us obviously and we'll pass on details but say they want to come to you directly yeah um, i would say if they type in the words university speaking and mm -hmm. video games then hopefully you'll land on our website and click on a button saying jobs. And at the moment, I okay. think there are 120 jobs listed as of this afternoon wow. in various different languages. 120 jobs. I think that's what it was. It was 117 yesterday. I think I made it 120. Yeah. In Liverpool? Um, not all in both. Liverpool. A great deal of them are in Liverpool. You can work either okay. in Liverpool or in White Boston. Um, and that why Boston is in Bedfordshire. So yeah, if you have Google University where there's speaking no video games. Okay. All <laughs> right. Then. Bedfordshire's yeah. getting rid of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no just got a list. cathedrals No. You know, I haven't got a wall yeah. front. Got, okay, that's fine. Um do you say ladder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's certainly about they haven't got the Beatles either. No, mm. there's probably about a hundred jobs or bombs. something here. So they need to go into university speaking, type in or Google University that. speaking, and if you then type video games, video games. it'll come games. up straight away, it's games, yeah. um, or message us. Just put us, That'd be great. Yeah. DM us and we can forward the details on to you oh, personally, okay. no problem at all. Amazing. Um, and what? In, so we just get like an email and language, whatever, and you can just contact them that way, can you? Exactly. If we get the young person's email. So just send that to us and we can forward that to you. Very exciting. So time is wasted because we're like, as an aside, yeah, 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 this excitement. is like, and now we're going into a gaming room now. So one of like, our like best games. Yeah. So, <laughs> hello. We do have a format, oh and we've got nine minutes left. So, we're dead serious face now. I'll behave. Um, okay. So, now we give a shout out to grown ups. Okay. So, any big people who've done amazing things this week. Um, yeah. So, any grown ups? Yeah, definitely. So, um, my shout out is to Jackie. Jackie, who is, um, I don't want to go into too much detail. Um, but she she's having chemotherapy. She did absolutely brilliant. So she was in the wheel wheelchair yeah. and drummed for nearly two hours um, on Saturday night in the Basilica parade. And the people of the city who came out were amazing. The, the and everyone's taking photographs. And there were lots of tourists there, and they were just blown away. And they were taking photos. She said, "I must be the most oh, photographed person." It's a cool place. Yeah. It? So it's that great. was just so a massive shout out to her. So well done to Jackie. Have you got any grown ups who you'd like to shout out to? Yeah, but it's all general. So I that's think okay. that anyone that's working in video games testing right now deserves a shout out. And why now? Mm. Well, because a lot of the big titles are going to be launched on Black Friday or Christmas for sales. Uh -huh. What that means is that we are now in peak. Yeah. So anybody right now that's working in video games testing is going through one of the biggest, busiest periods ever as we've got a few months before someone actually mm -hmm. wants to release these games. So my big shout out is to anybody, big, little, or in between, who's yeah. currently working on video games testing, because this is peak, it's full on, um, but they're putting their hearts and souls into it and they're doing a damn fine job. So well, big brilliant. shout out to them. Well, fantastic. I'm going to give a shout out to Angela Preston, who's one of our oh, previous yeah. guests. Um, Angela's 
um, does this coaching program, which is amazing. But she's got um, a center on um, County Road and has opened it up for people with an addiction who can go um, and they can have a cup of tea and they can have a biscuit and they can have a chat. And there was an amazing article about um, a mum who never thought she'd walk down the road sober. And oh, after going there, um, it's just changed their life around. So massive shout out to Ange. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was just like, it was just a lovely, lovely story. And she's Ange's, been on our show, Ange. But she's dead, like, doesn't shout from the rooftops how cool she is. No. So ma- massive shout out to you, Ange. Um, well done. Brilliant. Um, so we do have a red face moment. Any slightly red face things that have happened, people can laugh with you, not at you. You normally laugh at me. Have you got one to share? Yeah, probably sharing way too much. Go on. So we talked about, was it donuts or cookies? Yeah. Uh, clearly, I'm a sugar addict. That's not a great thing. Um, but my real red-faced moment in that kind of I've reached middle age moment, I spend a lot of time sat at a computer and sat at a desk. I shove a lot of sugar down my throat. That's not a good thing. Yeah. And I'll confess that when I've been on interviews on the camera for about eight hours, sometimes the top button gets undone because <laughs> oh, I'm kind of yeah. not feeling right. So my embarrassing thing was then to stand up after eight hours of interviewing and just walk out into the floor with basically oh. the top button still on top. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet they thought, yes, it's like having your embarrassing auntie over at Christmas. <laughs> you were too busy too playing games, you were all right. So I'm just busy yeah. coming out and going, oh, I've just finished all those interviews. And I'm like, oh, my oh. goodness, yes. So buy made. these, buy these stretchy ones. And then I don't have to bother with buttons. No, yeah. but then do buy something with a button, which is where my I've gone wrong and I've not had something with a button for two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, which Probably is a top tip. Yeah, mm-hmm. top tip. Buy something with a button. Um, what about you? Red. Well, why nearly had one before tonight in, in the toilet, um, but I saved myself. Do you really want to share this? <laughs> yeah, so I just went in the loo, and, and then a girl came and said, oh, like that. I'm just on my break, and I was about to start having a conversation with her, and then realised she was on her phone. <laughs> you were joining in. I was about to go, hi, are you all right? And then I thought. That's taking that friendliness a bit too far. Yeah, and then and I, and I really and I thought, God, I'll stop yourself there. What about you? No, I normally have loads, but I don't think I have this. One. I think there's a big to do. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that was bad. I forgot yeah. about but that. We won't talk about that on it. The Amish doll. <laughs> he said, "What do Amish doll? You know Amish or yes. Amish dolls have?" And so I made a couple of suggestions, and he said no. So I made a third suggestion. <laughs> And it was not at all. It was a face. It was a face. They don't have faces. <laughs> oh, really? No. Yeah. So they never dated. Okay, right. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's not the so... embarrassing. <laughs> the, yeah, that Every was day's bad, school actually. Day. It, it is. Yeah. Something. Exactly. Oh, our life swipe. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, I about what else that. do we do? Red okay. face. Shout out to the grown ups. Um, positive challenge. Oh, yeah. I didn't message this oh. to you. This is, I forgot to say this. So, a positive challenge can be anything. So, we've had smilers. A stranger and we set this up in in lockdown and it was all about good people doing stuff in our area local people and opportunities and things and one of the things was um one of the things we talked about was knocking on your neighbor to check they're all right you know knock on your neighbor's door so there's all different types of stuff isn't there maybe meditate for all different things could be something to do with the world of gaming a positive something that a are you calling it a positive challenge yeah or is it kind of payback no, whatever you want, whatever you think is a good thing for people to do in society. So I think, and this is where I get on my soapbox, I think sometimes we celebrate conflict too much. And particularly if you look at what gets a lot of views on social media, mm. it's normally when someone's falling out with someone, yeah. Yeah. someone's smashing up a car, someone's mm. getting kicked off an aeroplane because they're screaming their head off at someone. And so that sense of actually we are meant to get on with each other, I think it's pretty important. Yeah. So my thing in that space is I'm really lucky that I live next to some wonderful people in Derbyshire mm. and I will look after their little kids and then they will bake me cakes and they've just gone on holiday for a week in Scotland and she's left all the tomato plants for oh, me to water oh. but also them to feed us and it's not aren't we clever it's just no just checking out how simple yeah. and pure that rather than being in conflict yeah we're kind of working together on things and that to yeah. me I think is Really profound. Oh, 100%. Really, 100%. Don't be kind. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to give another shout out, sorry, to an adult. It's just come to me now. Oh, I know I've right, run out of the format. Okay. So we have a, I've got someone who I know from uni um, called Abby who lives over the water. And I've been doing some voluntary work teaching English with Ukrainian people for the Big Help Project over here. She's been doing something with um, Will Change 
teaching voluntary as, as well teaching English to Ukrainian people and they're having a big celebration oh. day so I've shared it and I'm going to share it again near the time it's towards the end of August um so shout out to her because she's yeah, quite passionate you. about supporting the refugees and that and they've had a hard time these people they really have oh. so um well yeah, done, shout out to Abby and everybody we're oh we're nearly oh we've got oh god we're, we're on fire One minute, sorry. we've got like <laughs> 44 seconds or something like that for you to close the show with your mantra that you live by. Okay. Um, I'm very lucky to have witnessed this. So it is true. It's not just some hairy fairy thing. Ordinary people can do extraordinary oh. things. Yeah. And you have to remind yourself that extraordinary things get done by ordinary people. So things that you couldn't imagine can get done get done and you mm. just have to put your back into it and uh, yeah that'd absolutely be my and that's, do not underestimate that's our human show, isn't it? 100%. And that's what our show is that's just everyday people about. doing amazing cool things in the city oh, um, thank you so, so thank you so much for having us and yeah. we're just gonna um say thank you to everybody for listening please share it please tag universally speaking yeah. if you know anybody um who wants to work in a cool place doing dead cool things Ask to sign at NDA. Yeah, an absolute dream job for yeah. someone. It really um, get in is. touch and we'll we'll pass the details over to Vic. So yeah. massive thank you again and we'll see everybody next week. Brilliant. So we can say adios. Yeah.